Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Subwoofer Entertainment Treehouse. My name is Scarfy. I'm Naka. And I... Cruz. You first! Okay, no, come I on. already went. <laughs> it's it's Man. fine. It's fine, guys. It's fine. Uh, that song that you were listening to was none other than uh, Fox Amore's A Million Lights by his, by his uh, recent album, Come Find Me. He is currently working on his new album called The Dreamcatcher. If anyone is, uh, I think, or is it the Fox? I, I forgot what it's called. But anyway, um, I actually asked Fox Amore to actually play that song for you guys, and he gave me permission to do that. So I want, just want to thank him for doing that. It, he's a very, very sweet guy. I highly recommend buying his music. He uh, is actually doing a lot of good work. Um, <clears throat> Now, uh, as for, yeah, I, I'm not too sure, but did you guys hear about this, you know, uh, Indiegogo campaign that he's doing for, you know, his new album? Or uh, No, I don't use Indiegogo. <laughs> well, I'm not, I, I'm, it doesn't matter if you use it, I'm just asking if you'd like, you know, did you hear about it, is what I mean. I think I should have. <laughs> well, it's... Well, no need to worry. Uh, everything is perfectly fine by that. Let me just explain. He's working on a new Indiegogo uh, campaign and doing this new uh, uh, album cover. Apparently, uh, it, it seems that uh, there was like like one of my friends, and I'll just say, you know, it's Erin. Uh, she actually was able to, you know, spend like, $4,000 donating to this campaign just to get this album out. And not only is she going to get her own uh, composed song, but it's also likely that she actually gets to go visit um, uh, Abbey Road herself and see the, the live recording of the of Fox Mori's new album. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, but as we but as we know, but as we know, Aaron Kitsune is a very, very heavy diehard Fox Mori fan. So it would make sense why she would donate so much. And if you're listening, Aaron, we love you. We hope to see you again, and we hope to see you again in in one episode of our season, one episode of our season two, maybe two. Who knows? We want to say meow meow, and we'll and maybe thirty seven. Hopefully, we can. What do you mean thirty seven? I'm just I'm just spouting off numbers. I don't know. Maybe all of them. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's a it's a very interesting thing uh, to to see. I mean, like we've been very very you know hectic on what we can what we've been doing, and you know, um, I guess we can uh, finally you know, uh, yeah, I guess we can try and uh, get started with our show. We have a lot to talk about. So um, uh, before we start, does anything does anyone have anything else to say or? Uh, I'm gonna go talk about the left turn sport. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. dominates the first round of the chase. That is all. <laughs> all right, all right. Turn. Well, um, well, uh, why don't we get to cruise and see what's going on in the music business, cruise? Surprised there aren't enough that many people, because you know we have corn. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, we certainly do have corn. So. <laughs> the third song they've released of their new album it is called A Different World featuring none other than Corey motherfucking Taylor himself do so you, do you like how, Corey Taylor or yeah I do. I'm driving. how could we have that without corn 
So now, exactly. This one features, obviously, if you do have listened to Slipknot, you know what Corey Taylor sounds like. So that, combined with Jonathan Davis's, I don't even know how to describe it. I, I wrote down borderline insanity. But, I mean, there's no one else like him. Those yeah. two together, it's just brilliant. I was listening to the song, and it was like, it was interesting, because it's like, huh, it doesn't really sound like, you know, like this kind of metal that, you know, uh, Shudder says, I think you covered all the bands in the last episode and leave much for this episode. I, I, uh, oh, no. Shudder, Shudder, well, we you, you have no idea. There's there's much, much more to talk. We are loaded as it is. Oh, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> and um, what am I thinking of? Hmm. God, what was I going to say? You know, uh, obviously I told you guys October and some of November too is like loaded with great album releases. And actually, is loaded, reload. Oh, oh really? Metallica, Metallica reference, I guess. Making um, about Metallica. That's... So here's an interesting thing about this week's music. As a pre, before I go on, all of them are the same date. I shit you not. All of them are October seventh. <laughs> Did these guys all get together and decide on one day? Let's well, make you have everybody spend their money. You, I mean, you have to understand. Friday is like. I mean, if you think about it logically, like Friday is the day where everything, it's like a free men's day. Like yeah. everyone is out of school. Everyone gets off of work. Yeah. They, finally can, they finally can, they finally can relax. Day. But it's just kind of funny. They're all doing the same day. Yeah. If, um, who's up next? Uh, Col- I, I've always said this. I've always said her name wrong. I thought it was Colat, not Kylat. Oh, okay. Colby Colat. Colby Calais. 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 Fucking, I'm not gonna be able to say that right ever it's, again. It's it's Clay, trust me. I'm just, Clay. But anyway, but anyway, regarding regarding that music video, it's interesting because when I was listening to it, it didn't sound like your typical corn styled, yeah. uh, you know. Rock it sounded song. it sounded more like um, the stuff they did for Paradigm Shift, which was more like uh, they moved away from dubstep, but it was still like heavy on the electronics, which is. It's cool to hear they're still holding on to that, but you know it's also mixing into their old style. I agree. It reminded me a lot of um, uh, Godsmack. <laughs> Cruise loves. I thought Cruise right. loved God, Godsmack, but they're pretty awesome. All right, but uh, anyway, uh, what what do you think about this music video that you saw, Naka? I liked it. It was pretty good. That's really oh, all I can say. Yeah? It's my it's my kind of music style. Oh. Wait, have we moved on, or are we still talking about corn? I was confused about that for a second. Oh, I realized that you were you started talking about corn already. Yeah, so you, you continued. Okay, yeah. All right. Oh, anyway, oh, what God. are you talking about now? <laughs> Colby Calais. All right, Colby Calais. Someone who's not corn. So we have. Right. All right. So the album, her album, is called Malibu Sessions. Um, so. I actually playing tribute to her hometown of Malibu, and every time I hear that, I think of Malibu's Most Wanted, which is a fucking hilarious movie. Um, so her single "Goldmine" is already available. Um, the album, um, her tour actually starts tonight in Oro Valley, Arizona. So it's a probably a bit late for people to get tickets, but um, a bit. I think October seventh. Along with the album release, she'll be starting her tour in California, I think in L.A. So, um, 
ACF. She's like, <laughs> she's just starting right away. Yeah, I listened to Colby Calais, and I, I was a huge fan of her hit Bubbly. I loved Try. I I adored Try. It was just the, the music video I, I can't get enough of. I highly recommend you listen to Colby Calais' Try. It's really, really good. I'm pretty sure you've heard it on the on the, on the the radio like a million times because you know how the radio is, always playing the same old song every the same single five time. Songs. The same five, five songs. songs. Oh, my God, it's the same five songs. The radio stations, they play the same five songs. The same five songs. The same five songs. The radio stations, they play the same fucking songs. <laughs> but anyway, what do you what do you think about Goldmine uh, or Kobe Kalei, basically, um, Naka? It sounds a little too Taylor Swifty to me, and this is... Well, well, this is just one of her videos, though. Like, like if you listen to her other videos, they do not sound Taylor yeah, Swift at all. Yeah, she's not a Taylor Swift knockoff. All right, um, good. I mean... I'm just, I'm not that yeah. big of a pop music person. That's that's just my opinion. But, no, uh, at least she's at least she's better than Justin Bieber. Yes, we can that's, all agree that's, on that. That's, you're setting the bar pretty low, that, with that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. Colby Calais kind of triumphs over that. But anyway... <laughs> both, both, both musically and morally. Yes. Um, so, um, it's actually a pretty good cinematography in the music video. I'll give yeah. it that. Yeah, I liked. I like the what do you call it? Sepia, colored beach scene. Mm-hmm. That gives it that kind of feel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. You told me. Um, you sent me the video for try, and I've only the only other time I heard it outside of that was at you know I was at Rite Aid. Something in that same <laughs> Really, like it was a really like it was a very like catchy song that was like playing on the radio for a long ass time. That's why I don't listen. That's why I've you know pretty much boycotted all radio stations except for like a few. I, yeah, that's I, what I've I, done. Yeah, yeah, I can't really listen to the radio anymore unless it's either a satellite radio or Pandora. Yeah, Pandora's much better. Three a.m. Um, <laughs> Three in the morning, yeah. you just hear Raw Dog on Sirius XM. Raw Dog. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but anyway, regarding, uh, I I like Colby Calais. I think she's a very very, uh, she's a very talented singer. I, I I I do hope that she does well with her next album. Yeah, she's like, um, I don't know. It just looks like it's one that's just like that, that. I guess it's the name for me, but it's like seems like it's one that's actually. Sit down, sat down, and like actually worked on it. Like mm-hmm. it, it's got her hometown name in it too. Anyway, anyway, guys. Uh, so uh, what's next, Chris? Next is uh, and adding adding on to the relatedness of all this stuff is an artist who has worked with Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. It is Nora Jones. I and, waited till I saw yep. the sun. Yep. And, don't know um, why I didn't come. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. This no, is my that. indoor voice. I was actually listening to the song, and I'm not going to lie. That was actually that was actually a really touching video. I I liked it a lot. Like I don't know. I, I know that you know it. I don't know. I, I'm maybe maybe her song sounds a lot like spinach rag, but I don't know. I actually really like it. Spinach what? Ragtime. Oh, I'm not sure what that meant. Spinach ragged. It's fine. <laughs> There's a genre called ragtime. Just I know that, it. but you said spinach ragtime. <laughs> okay, 
I thought that's what you were I, I confused Final Fantasy VI's spinach rag as an actual song for a genre of ragtime, okay? Can we please move on? No. <laughs> okay, okay, that's all I wanted to know. It's. I don't really think it's that funny, but keep going. Well, why I found it funny. Okay, um, by the way, um, as a side note, the, uh, the, the, the thing she did with Billy Joe Armstrong is called Foreverly. It was a cover album of classic folk songs. Uh, for the song she has available now, it is called Carry On. Um, I, I did listen to that, but I immediately forgot how it went. And I get it. I got it confused with the one that uh, Scarfy was just like humming along to. Don't know why. Yeah, that's what I got it mixed with. Well, everyone knows that song. It's like a really popular song. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows the song. Everybody do the flop. <laughs> and let's no. all do the cramp. No way! Don't jump. You have so much to live for. Everybody do the flop. <laughs> that was hilarious anyway guys uh but anyway i i i love Nora jones i i liked this particular music video that she made so in my opinion yeah i think it's really good it does look really good i mean it looks more like um it, it's not like the what do you call it it's kind of hard to separate non-mainstream pop from mainstream pop because it's pretty much the same but this seems less, more like Colby, Clay. I think I said it right, actually. Um, and less like, Jesus, of those like, like popular for five days songs and then forgotten about. It mm -hmm. actually seems more like actually written stuff. Right. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. So, to. That it sounds like a nice duop tone and Motown feel. I dig it. Hmm. You do? I, I dig it. Alright. Do you got it? Oh boy. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Are you ready for the next one? Yes. We have Psalm 41. They're back. 13 voices. And uh, the reason I'm not mentioning release dates anymore is because, as I told you, they're all coming out in the same day. <laughs> all right. So, here you go. Pop Punk. Yeah, it ain't it ain't going away anytime soon. Um, it's a damn clearly, good thing, clearly, in my opinion. Clearly demonstrated by, you know, Psalm 41 just comes right out for the song, God Save Us All, Death to Pop. Which, you know, it's really calling them out. It's like, <clears> I want to <throat> listen to... It goes like, I want to listen to something real. And uh, proof that pop punk is not, you know, not fading away anytime soon. We had new Blink-182 this year. We're having a new Green Day also, new Sun 41. And, you know, while some of them might have sold out <clears throat> Fallout Boy, <clears throat> many of them actually continue to, you know, do stuff that's actually their style, like Sun 41. And Green Day. You know, you know, I was listening to I was listening to one of their songs, and I listened to like uh, "Fake My Own Death." That, in my opinion, was like the most creative music video I've ever seen. I, I'm not even some forty. "Fake My Own Death," in my opinion, was the most creative music video that I've that I've seen thus far this week. Yeah, it was it was pretty well done. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what, do, what do you think, Naka? Uh, what do I think? Thank God, Sum 41's back, and punk, pop, music, that fusion, is not fading anytime soon, and thank God. Well, what do you, what, like, so what do you have to say about the Sum 41? Like, what is your favorite thing about it? Uh, well, War, it's not only a very good music video, in my opinion, the sound is very much, like, it, it's reminiscent of, uh, punk from, like, the 90s, 2000s, a la Green mm -hmm. Day, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, but uh, it's soon. just it's something that's very refreshing for me. Something that I can listen to, maybe not necessarily nonstop on repeat, but it would be in one of my playlists. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, I like to. I like to. Um, I think I like this the song War. I think it's also about. I think because I looked when I looked it up. I think uh, their vocalist. Uh, I think. It, it was he was in rehab for some alcohol abuse i think i'm not entirely sure you can look this up yourselves but um, yeah and, and then he came back and then you know he is sobered up and whatever and he sounds good and i think war was sort of referring to that struggle too mm -hmm. it is pretty deep when you think about it so that's deep bro now um thumbs heavy words uh, now we have, I don't think this is quite a sellout, but it's, it's getting dangerously close. Uh, we have new Kaiser Chiefs called, uh, the album's called Stay Together. Um, so they used to sound more like, you know, uh, what do I call it? Alt-rock bands, like, uh, they sound sort of like Blur and Muse mm -hmm. a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, many might know their song from Guitar Hero 3, Ruby. Um, which is one of the songs they played live when uh, they were the ones touring with Green Day in 2009. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they've changed quite a bit. Um, their new songs sound... They don't use a real drum set in the songs. It's uh, an electronic drum beat. Oh, it's a synth? But not exactly. No, I mean, it's a drum machine in the... the in the songs, it's kind of like what Corn did with uh, Path of Totality. Even though they did, use, they played. Yes, they played with real drums live, um, but they recorded with a drum machine. Uh, so it's 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 I don't know. Like, it's a little more EDM than rock. I don't know. I don't know. I was listening to Hole in My Soul, and believe it or not, not only did I think that the music video was well shot and the cinematography was, like, fantastic. Yes. But I, I just, but, and and I kind of knew, I kind of knew the moment that um, Naka was going to, Naka was going to put it in. Like, I kind of <laughs> knew that he'd like it because it has race cars in it. Yeah, I'll, cool I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> it was. A, I'll give it that. It was a very cool video, but I'm just it, not it was... here. Just because of what I what I heard of them first, and now I hear this, I'm just kind of like, what the hell happened to them? Did they just forget a drummer? <laughs> I, I, trust me, I, I'm pretty sure they haven't. I, look, look. If um, I, I don't under like, if. If um, if David Bowie can can change his style, I'm pretty sure you know other people can too. Yeah, you know. But I, I don't know. When I, I was listening to this song, and I actually kind of liked it for what it was. I, I know I know it's probably not what you were thinking of, but I don't know. I liked it. 
it's not bad because it's like it's it's catchy stuff but i think that's the problem is that that's all it is it's just meant to be catchy it's not meant to be you know memorable it's 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 not i don't know it's just kind of a little bit disappointing but it's not bad i mean i don't want to sound like i'm talking badly about it because it's 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 pretty good i mean everyone should give it give it a chance at the very least right of course but anyway and yeah like like Again, like corn, they still might change their style again and go back to what they were doing earlier. What do you think, Naka? Because when I was looking at this video, I, I kind of liked it. I liked it a lot. All right. Uh, first of all, they weren't race cars. They were factory fresh Honda Civic Type Rs, which are not available in the U.S. yet, but they will be in like 2017, 2018. Second mm -hmm. of all, those are custom liveries, like custom wraps for the for the music video. And third That's of all. Dope. I don't know what racetrack they're at, even though I'm the one who's supposed to know about cars. Fourth of all, yeah. good cinematography. Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's exactly what I thought. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Yes, Ricers. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Ricers! Wrong, wrong Civic. Ricers. Wrong! Wrong! <laughs> but anyway. Wrong! Anyway. But anyway. Uh, Who lot of hoopla to make over a music video, right? <laughs> wrong! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, sort of on a related topic, we have this I'm very personally excited about because Green Day is the first band that I really found that I liked. They're one of the reasons I play guitar. They were my first concert, too. They are finally back. Bang, bang, motherfucker! Alright, it's almost here. Just like the magnum opus, American Idiot, this album comes at a perfect time where the the you know, toxic political atmosphere. Let's not get into that too much, but you know it's <clears> fairly <throat> ob it's it's fairly obvious at this point. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Uh, will, yeah, you, yeah. will you be having the tart sandwich or the giant dish? There we go. <laughs> yeah. So while the redneck agenda is come and gone, Revolution <laughs> Radio still seems to elude a voice scrambling to be heard, spreading the word of revolution. So we have three songs: uh, "Bang Bang," which is the first one that came out, which is uh the most i would say the fastest out of them it's kind of refreshing to hear them actually you know going back to something like something as energetic as take back from a from a nimrod it's mm -hmm. i mean that i haven't expected but revolution radios the title track is so really good um still breathing is pretty dope too i mean <laughs> i'm really excited for this album because it seems like well, while Uno, Dos, and Trey were not bad, it was kind of, they were going to more like the pop, pop punk kind of stuff. Ew. Um, yeah, Ew. it was, but there's some good stuff, like Filthy Rotten Bastards is a great song. Um, what else I'm going to say? Um, Lady Cobra was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they're, they're back to more of their, um, American Idiot era style. That's actually kind of... That's actually kind of cool to, to realize that. Also, I just want to let the chat know, um, there are some songs that we have on the agenda that is not being portrayed in the chat. If you don't see them on the agenda, on the chat, don't worry. We will be posting the other songs uh, when the episode is debuted. We just wanted to let you guys know that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep, and they'll, yep. also they'll also probably be in uh, the suggestions. If you go to one of the Green Day songs, then uh, the other ones will probably be in the suggestions too. Yeah. So you'll find them there. 
we the way that we decided to to do the music from now on is that Cruz will be providing samples of the artists' music, and uh, we have the chance, and we and we are required to listen to at least one from every single album, and some of them have two or three. But as for me, I just kind of decided to listen to them all. But that's that's okay. I I, I it's very much okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's I, Green Day. Right, right. Green Day's Green Day's awesome. I I, I kind of prefer their old stuff, but I'm actually glad they're going back to their old roots with this new album. So I find it that they, so yeah, that's pretty interesting. They they went back to. I mean, it was Dookie that really made them successful, but um, the thing that really bolstered that was Ameri- was American Idiot. Right. Yeah. American Idiots was that was the one that really got them, you know, on the world stage. And oh, yeah. going back to that is probably, you know and they they pretty much they've done really well so far. Okay, Cody is mm-hmm. freaking out or something. All right. Cody really likes Green Day. Yeah. Uh I think that red right. liquid coming from your paw is either strawberries or strawberry blood. Probably. Yeah. All right, anyway. can I get a word in? What? Can I get a word in about Revolution Radio? It sounds a lot like American Idiot and a lot of punk songs, and I'm really happy for that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's I, like I the... do like punk music, even though I should listen to more of it, I'll be honest. But, uh, like, the only station I listened to in GTA 5 was Channel X. Nothing but punk rock. Yeah, boy! <laughs> and yeah. the uh, talk show station, but... <laughs> just because it's so... <laughs> it's just, like, completely wrong. Chakra attack! <laughs> Alright, so... Anyway, let's continue. We are going to get some really deep, dark, scary shit. Meshuga, it's finally here. One of the, if not the heaviest band of our time, will be releasing The Violent Sleep of Reason on October 7th. And as I've noted earlier, which um, I found this cool because I've studied Francisco Goya a little bit. Um, it comes from his painting, The Sleep of Reason Produces Monsters. And so that's that's the concept that the band has been playing on. Um, and I guess spurred by the gent movement in metal, and that's spelled D-J-E-N-T. And it is... Rem- it is uh, defined as onomatopoeia for the sound like you'll you'll know it when you hear it it's also on the doom soundtrack um down to really they use eight string guitars i heard you're like a really hardcore doom soundtrack fan oh my god i love that shit doom's great. by the way by the way do you own the, do you own the soundtrack or no yeah yeah i do i own most of it i just oh. i didn't buy all of it some of them are filler songs but i got oh. like bfg division and rip and tear are the best <laughs> uh and also flesh and metal because you know Flash and right, metal. right. Um, so that's uh, Mick Gordon. Um, that soundtrack is available now. Um, apparently, according to Scarfy, it's the number one selling game soundtrack, which I can believe because it's fucking awesome. Uh, by the way, more about Gent. Uh, it's more about like really down two guitars, um, eight string palm muting. It's more percussive. Um, there's, I, I looked up this other band that uses that genre, Sick, which is S-I-K, uh, capital T-H. Right. And I will put that into the chat real quick. There, that's what it looks like. Um, I, 
But so, yeah, uh, I was going to say Mishuka. Yeah. Mishuka, give me some Mishuka. So the two videos out now, Born in Dissonance was the first one, and Nostrum, N-O-S-T-R-U-M, not Nordstrom. <laughs> That's the one that has the, the 360 degree lyric video, which uh, is pretty cool to look at, um, especially if you have it on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. um, you can just hold your phone out and like turn and look around at the, the album artwork mm -hmm. stuff moving around you. It's really cool. You know, I hate to be a negative Nelly, but listening to Meshuggah's uh, music, I, I, I'm not a metal hardcore fan like you are, Cruz. And What's sadly, wrong with you? What's wrong with I, you? I kind of listen to Metallica over Meshuggah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mish the thing about Michigan, it's understandable because it's like uh, I, I can't just... understand. I, I can't understand what they're saying. I'm sorry. I, I mean, even the lyrics are kind of disjointed a bit. Sometimes I, it depends on um, the point in the song for me. But sometimes I can't. But you know, that's when I just look up the lyrics. Um, that's what the lyric videos are for too. Yeah. Um, it's easier to understand "Born in Dissonance," I believe, but. Um, as I was going to say about Mishuga, it's very um, unusual. What I say, unusual time signatures. It's more of experimental stuff. Right. And it's the the drummer Thomas Hawk is, is. I don't even know how he does it. He's a fucking wizard. Um, he and the guy from Tool are like two of the best drummers in all of metal. Right. So yeah, if you want some really really heavy shit, that'll you know. Going to the deepest realms of the psyche, Meshuggah is your shit. Mm. Or your sugar. <laughs> or Meshuggah. <-na. laughs> Give me some Meshuggah. No, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you guys will love Meshuggah. I, I, I listen to one of their songs and I, 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 I'm just not a fan. I apologize. I, I'd rather listen to Metallica where I can actually hear their voices. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name. Lan Jens, that's the guy's name. If you look, I looked him up. His picture on Wikipedia is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's fun making a dorky face. But, um, yeah, he's he's quite an interesting sounding vocalist. Right. But um, I think now it's time to move on to the grand finality, and we've saved the best for last. While you all may not know his name, Ennio Morricone. Morricone. Uh, Morricone. Morricone. I'm butchering this shit. Ice cream tone. Uh, <laughs> I still don't have my ice cream. So his album is called Morricone 60. Um, as just with all the other ones, as I said again and again, it's on October 7th. Please don't ask me. Uh, it's all the same. Okay, 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 okay. You know what? I'm just gonna type on the video. All I'm just gonna type on the chat. All, all of the albums blowing babies will be beaten senseless by every able bar. It was only Thanks like two weeks. Me. Thank you for interrupting me for putting the for putting the. <laughs> come on, guys. Come there on. we go. Come on, get your <laughs> shit together, man. So, Can I just say something real any quick? What? It was like two weeks ago I found out that goddamn Motorhead was in that goddamn movie, the Spongebob movie, and I was so sad that it took me so long to figure that out. Oh my god. Wait, uh, for their... in that, uh, biker club? Yeah. 
in the I, thought I had a feeling that, if you had a feeling that was some classic speed bell or something that was that's cool and it took me the longest time to realize also that um it was home alone that home alone 2 that donald trump is in the movie yeah <laughs> it took me a, a long time to realize that he's but the anyway. one who says down the hall and to the left anyway we're getting way off topic ennio morricone you all probably have heard his music in some form or another he's um the one who's he did um soundtracks for the good the bad the ugly and once upon a time in the west and a, a shitload of other classic westerns tv shows you name it he's done it and all his greatest hits are going to be released on one album, Morricone uh, mm-hmm. 60. And uh, my, my favorite thing that he's ever done was um, The Ecstasy of Gold, because um, Metallica used that in their 1999 S&M album as their intro. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yeah, was awesome. They did, SFSO did a great job covering that. So... The good, bad, and the ugly uh, is one of them I included. Uh, the other one is, which I believe he said that it said will be on the album, is Neve from uh, The Hate to Late, mm-hmm. which is the theme. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get the whole thing, but I'm definitely gonna, just going to get a few of the songs because, I mean, The Ecstasy mm-hmm. of Gold is a masterpiece, in my opinion. So what do you, like, you saw The Hateful Eight. In fact, I showed it to you, like, yeah. and, and you were a really big fan of the film, I, I suppose. Yes. I love Quentin Tarantino. Oh, well, did you like the music that they had to show, especially when it came from Ennio Morricone? It was great. I love it. It created all, I love that they, they did it with a slow, um, what do you call just, it, zoom, zoom out, and zooming out, and it was, it just created a real, like, chilling but spooky atmosphere too it was just eerie yeah yeah it was like my my favorite scene about any morricone's um nev from neve from uh the hateful eight was just the fact that like the the film begins on a dark on a black screen and the second those violins the second those strings hit it's just it's just such eerie sounding and when the screen pops up, it's nothing but a beautiful landscape of the of the mountains. I also did a I also did a uh, review of Hateful Eight and, and as well as the other well known Tarantino films, which you can check on my Letterboxd account if you guys are interested. But anyway, I'm getting off track. Ennio Morricone is a very very good composer. He only speaks Italian, so don't even think about trying to have an interview with him if you're not speaking Italian. But if yeah, you dude. can get if you can get an interview with the man, yeah. Who- I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's a wizard. <laughs> did, you, did you know that he composed the film without seeing the film? That's, I, I still am baffled by that. I mean, I don't know it, what the image he got in his head for, like, if he just said, if Quentin Tarantino might have just said, yeah, it's just snowing in that scene or something. And then he just went on and said, okay, I'll write a song about snow. And you get this freaking piece of brilliance yeah I mean, have you seen the hateful eight um naka i still need to catch up on a lot of movies oh yeah 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 we 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 noticed because it yeah. took you like so long for, to see zootopia <laughs> i still have absolutely no idea why didn't why you didn't see zootopia when it didn't come out when you had the when you had the plenty of opportunities to but whatever, you finally saw it. Stop Let's move on. Stop making fun of me. Stop shaming him. 
<laughs> it's okay. It's yeah, not a requirement fine. to see Zootopia, but you just might be, you know, ostracized if you don't. <laughs> it, no, no, no. It, it's actually fine. I do, I, I do know a couple furries who have refused to see Zootopia for whatever reason. But it, it, it's perfectly fine. Anyway, we're getting a little off topic here. I, I'm a huge fan of Ennio Morricone. I, I, I highly recommend you, you check him out. I think Nev is his best piece of work from The Hateful Eight with those slow, eerie violins. But other than that, uh, what do you think? I, I hope you enjoy it. And um, Cruz, why don't you transition? Yeah. I just have All four right. words. The Ecstasy of Gold. That is, I mean, that's... Do, 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 do. It's just it's all epic say. and brilliant. And uh, my high school actually used that in one of their homecoming videos. It mm. was really cool. So uh, I think well, it's not quite yet, but we're going to transition to Naka with video games. And it looks like it's got a badass lineup as well. Sort of. So the yeah. <laughs> let's go. So the first game we are starting off with tonight is Mafia Three. It's been Six years of no Mafia titles, 2K finally delivers. The third game in the famous open-world crime series. The player is dropped into 1968 New Orleans, Louisiana, and takes control of a mixed-race Vietnam veteran, Lincoln Clay. When he returns home, he finds a family in the Black Mafia. While the racism is blooming, because it's 1968 Louisiana, Clay seeks revenge against everyone who was wronged him in his family. Kind of like John Marston in Red Dead Redemption, but the... That's something that I just thought of. Maybe Red Dead Redemption and Mafia are connected universes. Hey, <coughs> it's just a theory. A game theory. No, no map hat. I'm gonna go out the window now. But it's a game <laughs> like it's a game series that I've never played. <laughs> but I've always been fascinated with the Mafia style of games. Vintage classic feel has always been a point that I like. It also explains why I like a lot of older games. I should I, I should actually play Mafia three. That in Call of Duty World at War, but I digress. Nero, <laughs> Nero, it's nice to see Yo. you. Anyway, you? Uh, anyway, I just wanted to let you know. Uh, next time, if it, if it's possible, could you say the release date at the very end of your summary? Oh, yeah. Not that Sorry. it matters. It's it's it's, it's fine. It, it's right. it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it comes out in. When Seriously, everything, to... everything, all the games this week come out on October seventh, so I can shut up not, about the release. Uh, not the wants next to come out October seventh. Not the next game. Well, the well done. Well, let me. Get all right, all right, all right. I'm, <laughs> I'm spoiling, but anyway, Mafia Three. What do you think, Cruz? Um, I looked at this one. I was a little confused on the the time setting, mm-hmm. but it looks. I like the whole idea. Like you're in kind of the. Uh, what I want to say, sort of the height, I think it was. No, this was after post-civil rights movement, or sort of like in that kind of tension and era that looks like really cool to, you know, be on a mission in that setting. So that looked really exciting. Hmm. Yeah, I was looking at it, and it looked, it looked kind of like Godfather the game, and, and that doesn't yeah. exist, people. Please check it out. Anyway, you it kind of looked... Refuse. I like yes. that. I like that. I like this line. It's like, did you help in the murder of John, Jonathan Clay? And he's like, you're goddamn right I did. <laughs> but anyway, Mafia 3, I, I look at it and it looks interesting enough. Do I think I'd buy it? Probably not. I mean, I, I'm not even sure if you, what game, what game system does Mafia 3 come out on? I, you didn't say. I believe it's going to be PC, PS4, and Xbox One. 
Oh, all right. Well, I was just making sure because I, I, yeah. I, I'm looking at it and I don't see it. But it's. I've got to add to the agenda. I'm sorry. If, 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 if we're wrong, we do apologize. We're not a, per we're not perfect people, guys. Well, we're not very we're, smart either. We're not polygon. <laughs> no, we're not polygon. And but anyway, but anyway, uh, that's that's all I have to say about Mafia Three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, transitioning into. Gears of War. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Gears of okay, War okay, 4. Let's... This is the first Gears of War game for both Xbox One and PC. Gears of War 4 is set 25 years after the end of Gears of War 3, after the decimation of Locust and Lambent threats on the planet Sarah. However, J.D. Fenix, Sodom series protagonist Marcus Fenix, has to take up the mantle to protect humanity against a new race of monsters. The Are you sure it's not Phoenix? Phoenix, 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 Phoenix. It probably is Phoenix, but it's Six just over like spelled one. spelled differently. Uh, okay. Well, there's also Phoenix down in Final Fantasy VI, and that's the whole reason why I'm asking that because Phoenix is actually spelled F-E-N-I-X in Final Fantasy III, which is six in Japan. But anyway, I'm getting off topic here. Yes. Continue. Yep, we'll find out. Yes. The Ultimate Edition, aka the hundred dollar version releases October 7th for the Xbox One and Windows 10 PCs, while the Standard Edition releases October 11th for the same systems. The trailer, included in the link, has disturbed cover of the Sound of Silence, and it fits so damn well. It it's gave me freaking so chills. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. I was the the, at only, the only song that could have worked in any way better was would have been A Lifetime of War, or the Swedish version, in Lidstidi Krieg, Sabaton. Listen to that shit. It'll give you chills. But Sound of Silence was just as yes, chilly. Yes, it was oh, yeah. perfect. <laughs> like, uh, and then I have just a little more. I've really only played the first Gears of War game, and I liked it. Gears 4 looks like a really good game in the saga. The trailer itself is so ballsy and beautiful. If I had an Xbox One or a more powerful PC, I'd be picking it up. But I don't have either. I don't want to mention more about Gears 4, because I don't really know much of what it will be. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played any of the Gears of War, but I, I like the setup, and I, I they're think really that, good games. I think that the the use of Sound of Silence might have just sold me on the game in and of itself, just because yeah. it just made it look so fucking epic. Mm -hmm. I know it did, and I I really should have gotten some hands on when I was at PAX West when I had the chance, and mm. this is something a little bit off topic. If I ever have time in my metal sculpture class. I want to make the Gears of War logo out of aluminum and steel. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I made um, I made a whole batarang when I was at my blacksmith shop. You also made you also made a pair of brass nuts, which is illegal, by the way. But <laughs> unless it's like my the guy who was at the shop with, he said this is 100 percent illegal unless you say it's a paperweight. So <laughs> it's a air quote paperweight for now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have a name for this episode already. The off-topic episode. No, no, or, no. Or going, or, or going for Monty Pythons and now for something completely different. <laughs> we uh, we can't call it the off-topic episode because... Yes, we, we can! Hold on, hold on. Let me let me finish. We it's can't, for the customer! I know, but let me finish, okay? <laughs> we can't call it the off-topic episode because all of our other episodes are off-topic. What makes this one so special? Because we say it a lot. No, oh, whatever. <laughs> We've actually said it a lot this time. All right. Well, Gears of War, Gears of War Four. I think it's a. I. I. My brother. I've never played the game myself. My brothers are a huge fan of Gears of War. I. I heard that Gears of War Two was actually pretty damn good. Gears Two was one of the best um, games for the 360. 
Oh, it was. And I, I was I was looking at it, and I was like, huh, Gears of War looks very, very interesting. And then with Gears of War 4, it's like 25 years. Hmm, that's that's kind of weird why they would why they would decide to have a time a time shift, you know, that far into the future. So, but in the trailer, like that, like sorry to interrupt, but like, uh, was was Marcus? Was that the guy who was the the older man in the music video? Or not music video? It was a music video, but let's yeah. Uh, was his was JD? Is that the little boy? Yes. In the, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. So that's like his memory. Okay. <laughs> it all comes together. We're we're not calling it the off-topic episode, guys. But anyway, we might have to at this point. No, no, no. Just go off-topic. Just take that. <laughs> just take the L and go on. Take the L and go on. There we go. Episode title. I mean, solved. I mean, speak more off-topic. I mean, I, I'm happy to take the L for the Ravens if because the O's made the playoffs and the Patriots got shut out. Suck it. Okay, Gears of War Four, I think, is a very, very interesting, you know, game. I, I've not, I haven't played it, honestly. But other than that, you know, it's, I, I, it looks cool. I don't think I'd buy it because I don't have an Xbox One or a PC. Well, no, I do have a PC, just not powerful enough. But anyway, might as well. But anyway, other than that, what do you? Is that all you have to say about it, Cruz? Uh, pretty much. I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna look in, more into this game. I don't know if I'm gonna uh, be able to get it because I do kind of <laughs> want to get Battlefield One because you know World War One. Do you have like? Do you actually beautiful. have an Xbox One? Yeah, dude. It, it looks. All right, beautiful. never mind. I was about to say it's like you'll have a Mac. You're fucked. Yeah. Well, I like to, you know, I like to have no viruses. Oh, mic drop. What? <laughs> and because it's more of a. It's better for recording, in my opinion. But, and I, no, I only got that because they were doing. Yeah, my my PC pretty much died. It was a sad little Acer. You've gone off topic anyway. for the umpteenth time. Okay, can we? Wait, we did. Come on, come on! This is, this is no. This is like this is like the fucking um thing on Facebook with the the guy that keep trying to shoot the commercial and he can't say buttery crispy. Um, God damn it! I can't even say it now. <laughs> buttery flaky crust. And he keeps saying, "Baked in a buttery crispy flake." Anyway, <laughs> he can't say. Let's it. move on. <laughs> I'm not ready for this next one. The, the, the thingy is scary. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to cry in this next trailer. I really want. Five to Nights cry. at Freddy's sister location. Ah, oh, no. crap! Well, it looks like Please we're in the backyard of a sister location of Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Oh, to the chair. This is the fifth game in the series that is actually canon, as FNAF World was a crappy spinoff. Play as a night guard in a dangerous place and try to survive the, for the night for seven nights and a shitty paycheck, only to be fired for making memes on the job. <laughs> That's not actually what happened. Like, I, I just added that last part. Story of my life. Fired Use for making eye. memes. <laughs> Use your eyes and ears to survive the nights and try not to get jump scared. I'll be honest, I liked the first game in the series. Then it kind of went downhill from there. Fourth game was pretty good in my opinion. It's a play as a child in a completely new environment, but I digress. That word, I'm not sure. I do not... I think you do not know what it means, what you think it means. The game... Ex what do you think it means? Ah, oh my god, me. I can't speak. Anyway, this game exploded <laughs> with popularity for some reason, and I never understood why. You can pick it up if you... Oh, you can pick it up if you like on October 7th for your Steam library. I won't be buying it. I'll watch Markiplier play it. 
Yeah, no, I'm not buying this shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, not because it's bad. I mean, not because I, I don't think it's bad, but I just think, you know, uh, that, that whatever this Harley Quinn-looking animatronic doll thing, I, I that's the one thing I cannot do in horror movies is dolls. I'm just, they, they scare the shit out of me. Oh, my God. Right. I'm, go I'm not done. Scott Cawthorn gonna... knows how to make a game well and milk the franchise. Nothing against that. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a point where people, like me, eventually get tired of it. If you're a fan of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, go ahead and play it. I'm just stating my opinions at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything. That, uh, I don't. Re- I. I have. The, I actually own Five Nights at Freddy's, the very first one on my Steam library. I don't have any intention in owning this game at all. No. I kind of I kind of just want to watch Markiplier's Let's Play of it. <laughs> all good things like good that. thing it comes out in a week. Uh let's let's hope he actually does it because he actually ended up skipping on FNAF World if only because he didn't like that it was a spin-off title, but yeah, that's probably why I would guess. Yeah, yeah hopefully with this game we'll actually have a lot more variety, but other than that, you know, I Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it looks good. It looks good, at least. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Scott Cawthon is making millions of dollars to make these godforsaken games. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, uh, I, I I have nothing else to say for this one. I'm pretty sure a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's will appear once again in the fandom, just like it always has, because we're huge fans of Five Nights at Freddy's for whatever reason. But Actually, anyway... Seven Nights at Freddy's, remember <laughs> anyway, anyway, you're not getting it, Cruz, are you? Um, yeah, as soon as I saw it, well, first, as soon as I saw it was Five Nights at Freddy's, I was like, no. And then as soon as I saw that Harley Quinn animatronic fucking nightmare, I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. AVI. Nope, nope, stopped nope, nope, working. Nope. Anyway, anyway, th- that, that's all I have to say about it. Can we move on? We're yes. moving on. The Paper Mario Color Splash. Following, uh, following closely in the keep going. Following closely in the shoes of Sticker Star, Color Splash is less RPG mechanic based and more puzzle solving <coughs> and adventuring. Paper Mario has solved the mystery of color being drained from an island, and for the first time ever in a Paper Mario game, the Koopalings are the enemy. Relying on a partner system, Paper Mario can now use enemy cards to summon enemy characters that then attack his opponents. I guess that this is the Splatoon crossover title, because Splatoon is where all the color went. Hey, don't look at me, it's just a theory. A game theory. Da 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 out the window. <laughs> this is a Paper Mario game I can get behind. I'm actually kinda sucky at RPG games, but Paper Mario is always had a charm. Never forget when Yoshi said this, I believe it's in Thousand Year Door. I can swallow anything. I gotta play Thousand Year Door again, it's been too long. I also need to pick up a Wii U one of these days. There's a, there's so many good games that I've missed out on because I don't have a Wii U. And Color Splash is a motivator for me to pick one up. Even though there are still games like Mario Kart 8, Mario 3D World, Smash 4, Pokémon Tournament. Yes, blah, blah, I wanted Pokémon Tournament. But for those who do have a Wii U, I want you guys to play and enjoy Color Splash for me. Because it releases on October 7th, and I want everybody who has it to have a good time. What do you guys think? Uh, I check, I'm not sure um, if it's just because it's like not that much of an upgrade from the original color for Paper Mario, but it's like they're 
just a few more dislikes than likes on this one. I guess because people are like, yeah, no, I ha- no, we don't want you to make this series. We want you to work on another series. And they, no, they, no, they no, mentioned, no, dude, they, dude, dude, they dude. mentioned, hey, well, hold on, they mentioned Thousand Year Door. They wanted a sequel to that, I believe. Dude, dude, I, you need to understand something. I, I've played Paper Mario's. I've played all the Paper Mario games, okay, and I've played Sticker Star. It is a horrible game it, compared to Paper Mario a Thousand Year Door, where the Thousand Year Door focused more on actually telling a very, very good story, and not like Sticker Star, where there's no, where there's hardly any story, hardly any creativity. All of the the, the battle system sucked, and. I'm looking at this trailer, and literally, I've I took my glasses off right now. I'm actually taking I actually have them off as we speak right now, and I'm and I'm here to say I am not excited for Color Splash at all. I I, I think I am I I don't like the battle system that they have. They 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 wanted to stick to the old roots of Paper Mario Sticker Star. I understand that there's a lot of people who love the Paper Mario series, but I'm sorry, Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is still the best Paper Mario game, hands down. Please play it. I encourage you all to play it. Do not play Sticker Star. You will be sadly disappointed. In fact, I play Sticker Star, got to the final boss. I never beat the final boss because I was so disappointed with what it had to offer. That's all I really have to say about Color Splash. I, 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 I literally... Until I see reviews saying seeing exactly what it has to offer, I'm not excited for this game at all. Okay, Debbie Downer. No, I'm <laughs> not being a Debbie. <laughs> I'm not being a Debbie Downer. You, I I, you really need to play Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door and and see I, if I'm being I, a Debbie Downer or not. I, I know I played one of them, but I I cannot remember for the life of me which one it was. Super Paper Mario for the Wii. I think it was that one. Yeah, well, that the one, one. The one that was like, had. I think it's like the pink Goomba that's on your side, I think. No, that's Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. That's the one I played then, yeah. That one is fucking fantastic. They yeah. need to go back to those old roots, yes. Yeah. That's what Dude, all the comments Cody, were saying. What Cody Fox said again, make GameCube great again. I still have all my GameCube games. I still have Melee. I still <laughs> have Mario Kart Double Dash. And I still have um, Your Speed Underground 2. What was the other one? Good for PC. I, Get it for PC Mac. Oh, I think I, I haven't. I only got the only one I got for an iOS was um, Shift on the iPad, and uh, I stopped playing that after you know it just kept frustrating me. After I tried to turn it, it would just flip the screen upside down. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's a thing with Shift on the. I, I would lose the race because of that. Is <laughs> is infuriating. That's a thing with EA with EA racing titles on mobile platforms, but. God. <laughs> Anyway, are we going to transition to movies? Yes, we are going to transition to movies with Scarfy. Yeah, just give me a just give me a couple seconds. I need to get the salt out of my system. I I, I do I do apologize. It's just I I, I don't like. I, I'm not excited later. for the new Paper Mario game. Yeah, Hold on. I, I I think what's coming up next. It just looks like he's got to get. He's gonna get even more salty. All right. <laughs> All right. Where them crackers at? Moving on. Moving this on to team challenge up here. <laughs> moving on to movie news. 
Well, it seems that Jon Favreau, director of the brand new live action Jungle Book, sadly cannot leave well enough alone, as it turns out that apparently his next project is to make a live action Lion King just because you thought the animated movie, Broadway musical, soundtrack, and merchandising just wasn't enough for you. While no release date has been announced, I guess you could say the furry fandom is actually quite excited about it, while also having mixed feelings, as I do think that the Lion King is talked about way too much in this fandom. However, I'm most displeased that Disney has con- has continued on this downward spiraling trend of turning animated classics into live action cash grabs just because of nostalgia, only nostalgia, and nothing else. While I do think The Lion King is a great film, sadly the fandom has caused me to despise it with every fan I see. It's not because of the innuendos or implications of sex in the movie. It's just that I think Lion King is an extremely overrated piece of work with how much merchandising of the film is out there, and there is a lot of it. By the way, you can read my entire film review of the original Lion King on Letterboxd right here. I mean, that's what Disney does with yeah. these films. If you're Especially inter- with Fro- it, nothing can compare it to the, the over-marketing orgy that was Frozen. God. Fro- Frozen, it just, ugh. Did you put my review on the, on the chat? Uh, you didn't give me a link talking to the review. Oh, yeah, I, I did. Oh, it's in, a, it's in the... It's in the agenda. Yeah, it's in the agenda. It's right here. It's the it's box. The... It's the box D. Yeah, you don't see it. Box D. It's another... it's... Dude, it's highlighted in blue. It's in the middle. It's like... in the middle. All I'm right. Let me just. Well, it's in there. Hold on. Let me just send it to you then. Yeah, we'll find it. We will find it. Oh my God. Hold Never on. Go... Never go there, Simba. Everything oh the light touches is our yeah. kingdom, except for that one space. It's the 49er stadium. <laughs> except except for this thing right here. Oh my god. Motherfuck. Okay. Damn it. Alright, I, I don't understand how you didn't see it, but it was in the middle right there, but okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not blind, you is blind. If you're interested, uh, don't get on my case about not giving it a, a high five-star review when I actually have good points to bring up. Either way, you can consider this my resignation. While there are people out there who are really excited about it, especially in the fandom, I'm sadly not one of them. I feel like an idiot right now. Now relax. Now relax. We have we've had worse. Anyway, Cruz, what do you think? We've done stupider things, and yeah, like that. And <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not as as uh, pessimistic about this movie, but I'm just I, I kind of think it's a little too soon for that. I'm like. It, it, it seems like if he's going to rush into a new project like this, then it's it's not going to turn out well. Well, well, we don't um, even know the release date. It could be like 2020 for all we know. Yeah, it's already decided to do it. So it's kind of like, I mean, you might have wanted to think this out a little bit. I don't know. But, but, but you know, I, 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 I have no interest in seeing the new... The new um, film i i'm not a huge fan of the music i don't really think uh well well i take that back be uh be prepared is awesome circle of life is good though i think it's mostly Hans Zimmer's orchestrations the other song for the other songs forget them i hate them um i'm sorry but anyway like i said if you guys are i'm not like too keen on this one but you know i'm pretty sure a lot of people are either interesting interested in seeing this one nonetheless but other than that, what do you think, Maka? Uh, how the hell is it going to be live action? 
Oh, trust me, they'll find a way. Like, will it be actual find shots with CGI, or will it, like, will it yeah. be replaced with the yeah, it'll, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be, act it'll be actual shots with CGI. Because it'll CGI the fuck out of it. Pretty much. Well, then just don't actually film anything. Just make it all CGI. That was his, yeah, that was his point about the, the last uh, yeah, the Jungle Book, I believe. It was all CG. That was his last point. It was really... It was. I. I do kind of wish that it was live action, but. Oh, no. Was it? Was it? Did you say it was like, not all CG, or is it mostly CG? It was like ninety percent. Ninety percent of it was. Ew. Yeah. It just. It kind of looked awkward, but it wasn't terribly obvious, except for you know, the fact that Mowgli is there, and then everything else is CGI. Right. But anyway, let's move on to our. Let's move on to the films that are coming soon to theaters. Well, sadly, I need to pay more attention to what is coming out in theaters because I completely forgot to add this one on my on the list and had to resend the entire agenda all over again. I hate it when that happens. Sorry, team. Anyway, guess it's time for another one of those late antebellum films. The Birth of a Nation is a 2016 American period drama film based on the story of Nat Turner, the enslaved man who led a slave rebellion in Southampton County, Virginia in 1831. The film is co-written, co-produced, and directed by Nate Parker in his directional debut, and stars Parker as Nat Turner with Army Hammer, Aja Naomi Keene, Jackie Earl Haley, Penelope Ann Miller, and Gabrielle Union in supporting roles. The film premiered in competition at the 26th Sundance Film Festival at on January 25th, 2016. Fox Searchlight Pictures brought World War, worldwide rights to the film in a 17.5 million deal, the largest deal at the film festival to date. At the end, at the end of the festival, it won the Audience Award and Grand Jury Prize in the U.S. U.S. Dramatic Competition and was highly praised for its directing, acting, soundtrack, and cinematography. Uh, before I get into the summary of what the film's about, I just want to make this real clear. No, this film is not to be confused with D.W. Griffith's early early 1915 release, The Birth of a Nation, originally called The Clans The Clansman, which you can read on Wikipedia right here. Yeah, which is still a conversation of horror is I can't even speak historically significant because it was the first full feature length film ever to be made, albeit yeah. a propaganda film. But still, well, well, to be honest, D.W. Griffith wasn't necessarily a racist. Yeah, they just did, what is it called? Blackface. Blackface, yeah. Did you put Did you put it on the, the chat? I'm, I'm, I'm uh, a little scatterbrained right now, I'm sorry. I, you, I, I have it, I have it, I have it, I'm gonna put it in. I'm sorry. Okay, it's it's fine, it's fine. You just gotta stay on top of it, man. Don't worry about it. Just put it, just put the thing. Anyway, anyway. Set against the antebellum South, the birth of a nation follows Nat Turner, a literate slave and preacher whose financially strained owner, Samuel Turner, accepts an offer to use Nat's preaching to subdue unruly slaves. As he witnesses countless atrocities against himself and his fellow slaves, Nat orchestrates in the uprising in the hopes of leading his people to freedom. In all honesty, I feel like this... I feel like with every Oscar show we've had, it almost seems like we can't go without a possible nominee for civil rights towards African Americans. I mean, granted, I know we're jumping the gun a bit, seeing how the Oscars haven't happened yet, but truth be told, like 12 Years a Slave and Selma, I wouldn't be surprised if this film was nominated for Best Picture. That yeah. is, if the film is actually good or not. It As for me personally, promising. It looks, it looks pretty promising, but anyway... 
As for me personally, I am unsure if the film is actually going to be good, even though Sundance liked it. But I'll let you speak for yourself. With that being said, the film was released on October seventh, two thousand sixteen. What do you got? Uh, and I heard that Nako was a huge fan of this particular story. Could you could you tell us a little bit more about it, Nako? Why you thought this was great? I love stuff that's like uh, I love like the eighteen hundreds as a whole for a historical standpoint. Because it's always something so interesting to me. The fact that we had the Civil War. We had a big thing in civil rights. It was just... We had, well, Lincoln being shot. But, uh... Mm -hmm. It's just... The thing with American history is that it's very interesting to me. And I could go on for a fortnight about stuff that I like about history. I I would join you that. Yeah, Cruz really likes history as well. Because I actually have a couple of ancestors who are somewhat historically famous, but that's another story for another day. Hmm. We could talk about that next week. (laughs) But anyway, anyway, why does this particular film, why do you want to see it? Because I haven't really seen a film recreation of Nat Turner, or like a film film telling. Mm -hmm. Like what I'm trying to see is like a film about Nat Turner, and this looks like it's going to be done right, and done well. And damn I'm happy for that. Uh, well, I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear you're happy. What do you think, Cruz? Um, I think t- a few points that it, it looks really cool. I mean, historical significance, obviously. The fact that I think the the title must have been something on purpose to sort of put a new uh, stigma on the title birth of a nation um, mm. get making it a more you know uh, about the end of that era um, plus it's also I'm not sure Southampton County but I'm not sure if I've been there but it's, it's fairly local where I, live. Mm. I go to Virginia all the time um, not only that this I think it looks like just really well put together and it looks like it's going to be sort of like this, uh, the same kind of empowering feeling of Selma, but just like maybe just even more lively and engaging. I I, I could concur with you there, but uh, until until it's actually released in theaters, I don't want to like point any. I don't want to like you know write it off as it's going to just be another antebellum story with nothing you know interesting because there is a lot of interest interesting things about it but i'll see i'll see what happens with what the rating has to say but we'll we'll but anyway you know we'll 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 get to that when the movie comes out and we'll see what what actually happens i'm probably not going to buy a ticket but i just want to let you guys know that anyway let's move on yeah. Uh, of course, this week's episode has to have a family kids film attached to it, but I suppose it's safe to say that this particular film, even though I clearly seen it ripping off of Max Keeble's big move and even Diary of a Wimpy Kid, may have some value. Maybe, oh no, we're in trouble. With that being said, Middle School, The Worst Years of My Life is an upcoming American family comedy film directed by Steve Carr, who directed a ton of sequels of other comedy films that I'm not going to mention and will encourage you to just research yourself. That's Steve Carr with two R's. The film is written by Chris Bowman, Hubble Palmer, and Cara Holden. It is based on the 2011 novel of the same name by James Patterson and Chris Tebbets. 
The film stars Griffin Gluck, Lauren Graham, Rob Riggle, Retta Thomas, Retta Thomas, Barbuska, Annie Dolly, and Adam Pauly. Honestly, upon looking at this, upon looking at the director and the amount of silliness this film has, I have high, I have no high hopes for this film at all. It may be bright and colorful and have interesting characters, but that's the thing. I feel like I've seen this in other kids' films before, not just here. I don't mean to be a negative Nancy on this one, but honestly, guys, with the amount of horrendous comedies that this director has made, including sequels that didn't need to be there, there's just not much that I think will come out of it. However, who am I to stop you? The film will be released on October 7, 2016. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to start right off the bat. Like, you, you did, I think you did mention Diary of Olympic Kid. This is like, I want to say, a blatant ripoff of that. I mean, uh, it... To be fair, they, they, there's points uh, that are relatable to it, but um, I mean, the only funny thing I found about this trailer, this trailer was um, whoever the kid's friend was behind the principal, like mimicking his actions while he was talking. Right. I, th I thought that was hilarious, but other than that, it just kind of seems like way too cheesy. I agree. What do you think, Naka? It it just seems like a dime a dozen ripoff of a lot of children's stories, and it reminds me of Shorts: The Adventures of Wishing Ro of the Wishing Rock by Robert. That Rodriguez. was. There was ever an ADHD movie? It was that one. It was that. Wait, wait, wait! What was it called? Shorts. The or that one. It's called like uh, it has a few different titles, but Shorts. Was... The Adventures of I think it, the Wishing. I think it was the director who did The Adventures of What? The Adventures yes, that's of Robert Wishing Rodriguez. Rock. Yes. That's Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Robert Rodriguez. Uh, oh, he did it in 2000. Wait, that was an actual film? Holy yeah. shit. I don't even remember any. <laughs> I don't remember this film at all. I don't remember seeing any of this. It was so bad. I thought we talked about it. It was just all over the fucking place. And they, they, they said it was on purpose, but I mean... Even if it's on purpose, it was still like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. Was this was this film like worse than you know, Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Uh, I don't think it's. It was the CGI, <laughs> CGI, CGI was not as bad. Let's put that. Way. Okay, well, even even though it has Taylor Lautner as Shark Boy. Mm -hmm. God. But anyway, but anyway. That's, that's, that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say about this film. I'm sorry if I don't if I sound like a negative Nancy, but you guys watch the trailer yourself. Tell me if the film does not look good as it used to be. Okay, is not good. Anyway, not good. It's not 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 good as it used to be. Just tell me if the film does look good to you or not, because it really doesn't. Anyway, it, it really doesn't. No, it doesn't. Anyway, let's move on. Terrence Malick, the critically acclaimed writer and director of The Tree of Life, comes out with an all-new documentary said to be over 40 years in the making as described as one of the greatest dreams. That being said, Malick's film that is apparently an IMAX exclusive is Voyage of Time, a documentary that explains the celebration of the universe displaying the whole, whole of time from its start to its final collapse. The film examines all that, could, all that occurred to prepare the world that stands before us now, science and spirit, birth and death, the grand cosmos, and the minute life systems of our planet. What's interesting about the IMAX version is that it's 40 minutes long and narrated by Pratt Pitt, while the feature-length edition is double the amount at 90 minutes long and narrated by Kate Blanchett. I am unable to deduce as to why there are different versions, but after doing some research, it seems that the IMAX version is better than the theatrical version, for whatever reason that is. If you want to check it out yourself, there's more info about it that you can read right here. Oh, hey, I actually got it right this time. Yeah, yeah you did. Let's continue. 
Sadly for me, as it also get. Sadly for me, as it also happens to be an IMAX, it is also a very expensive ordeal to purchase a ticket for a documentary that lasts about as long as a cartoon special, when IMAX is usually known for having bit blockbuster films in its clear 4K scope for around $15 a ticket. And while it seems that 40 minutes is indeed worth it, I just haven't really had the much of an engagement, if only because it doesn't really captivate me to see it. However, I'm sure there are some of you who love Terrence Malick's works like The Tree of Life that requires you to see some of the most breathtaking scenes ever made in the film history. But as for me, there's just not enough that this film has to offer for. With that being said, the film will be released exclusively to IMAX on October 7, 2017, as well as well if you're interested. Although I will say, Voyage of Time does have pretty pretty beautiful imagery i will i will admit to that because yeah. Cruz and naka were were literally saying that voyage of time was uh was actually pretty good so what do you guys think about voyage of time it's so pretty it looks really cool but what and i'm i'm confused too because i mean i would expect the brad one which probably i'm not to be you know biased but like more people would probably want because of his voice narration i mean he there's 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 Morgan Freeman and there's everyone else. I mean, Brad Pitt did seem like he did a good job in the trailer, but I'm not sure what they could get done in 40 minutes. I mean, this that seems like something you would just go and see at a museum at like right. the Smithsonian or something. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't I also, be surprised if they would show this at the Air and Space Museum. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I. But it does look cool though. It does look cool, but like what I'm also what I'm also like curious is. I don't understand why it had to be an IMAX exclusive film. I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a good reason. It's probably the the graphics or the computer imagery that they were able to make. But I, it, the 40 minute runtime is just not buying it for me. I mean, like, I there's so much I can do with an IMAX, you know, film that is so much worth my time. Considering the other one is like more than twice as long, and I mean. And because because I went along to see um, the 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 was it the the was it called Rolling Stone review of um, the Metallica movie, um, which said they're going on about yeah is that it's hard to film in IMAX because at that time like the cameras were like the size of a house, mm. and you know that movie yeah we'll get on about that later that's another off topic thing but um it, it's I guess imagine it's harder to make full length films in IMAX but mm-hmm. I mean. 40 minutes is kind of not really any have you can't i don't know if you really have an excuse for that right what do you like, think naka what i think of it is that it's so damn pretty it, it is very very pretty i will give it that but but seriously what do you think regarding the 40 minute and 90 minute run uh, the time? 40 minute and 90 minute uh like unless they're getting like exclusive audio and like details why brad and angelina broke up I don't really know what the difference is between the two, but, uh, like, this is something that my family and I would actually watch and thoroughly enjoy, because we are very captivated by this stuff. I mean, we loved Interstellar so oh, much. I, oh, I loved Interstellar. That was amazing. Oh, it was, it was so good. I was, like, I saw the that music twice. Is... Did you like the music? Yes. Yeah, I like to go. I think, um, uh, that... Hans Zimmer did a very good job with the music. I think I think Vector's music, like the whole um, space journey, sci-fi journey thing, could have gone really well with both of those movies. Mm-hmm. Especially um, Collapse at the end. 
That was a thing. Yeah, but, uh... Hello? Yes? Hello? Yes. Sorry about that. Alright. You didn't hear a door shut, did you? Maybe. We did, but, um... Ah, oh, damn it. I'm gonna have to, like, re re rearrange my camera and make sure that the mic is turned completely off, because every time I turn my other mic on, it turns the other mic on that's located in the camera. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I, hate it. I hate it when that happens. Anyway... Oh, my God. <sighs> you know, I... Yeah, don't worry about it. I mean, we can yeah. just somebody just fix it later. Oh, oh God. Okay. What is that better? Does my voice sound better? Yes, it sounds okay. Okay, good. Anyway, let's move on. Ignoring the song in. The, uh, let's move on to the next film. Ignoring the song in the trailer by the artist who has had more controversy than Justin Bieber. I'll <laughs> let you figure it out. It seems that Tate Taylor, director of The Help, has decided to take things to a much grimmer place with The Girl on the Train, a 2016 American mystery film, thriller, drama film produced by Mark Platt and written by Aaron Cressida Wilson, based on the 2015 debut novel of the same name. The film stars Emily Blunt, Rebecca Ferguson, Haley Bennett, Justin Thoreau, Luke Evans, Allison Janney, Edgar Ramirez, Lisa Kudrow, and Laura Preppen. Rachel Watson, an alcoholic who divorced Tom after she caught him cheating on her, takes the train to work daily, fantasizing about Scott and Megan Hipwell's relationship while commuting. However, one day she sees something life-changing, especially now that Megan is missing and presumed dead. From the looks of the trailer, it looks great. I mean, there's a lot of suspense and mystery surrounding it and a ton of good written lines, but the question is, is this something that I'd possibly watch? And honestly, it kind of depends on what kind of rating the film has been getting on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. And while it's not a film that I am personally ecstatic about, it does intrigue me. And if you want to know the whole story, the film will be released on October 7, 2016, too. Yeah, this one reminded me a lot of, of um, Gone Girl. Yeah, what do you think, guys? I'll let, Naka? I'll let Cruz explain first if he's not already finished. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I guess... Well, pretty much everything that's attached to Gone Girl, like the, all the, it's not 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 drawn out suspense, but it's like perfectly paced suspense. Um, I think it's going to be something like that, and that is something I'm really hopeful for. I don't right. know if I, I don't think I'm gonna. I would go see it in theaters, but I would try to catch it sometime after it's you know, what do you mean, out of theaters and on, I don't know, on demand or something. I'd, I'd definitely go and see it then. Alright, I just, I got a lot of mixed signals from this trailer. Is it supposed to be like an action oh, really? movie, a drama really? movie, like Think more that drama. men are dicks? I'm just, I have no idea what the hell is going on. You don't? I think that I might be the point. honestly don't. <coughs> okay, good. Just to confuse you just enough to, um, to make me not see this movie. I think they intended to make you wonder what it's about. Yeah, I mean, they went. Especially for you, I think they went a little too far. Yes. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree with the whole situation. Like, I'm looking at this film, and you know, it's just kind of one of those, you know, um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the, we'll see what the film really has to offer. It's, it's interesting enough, but it's just not something that I would need to see unless it really does something else. Anyway. I, do you want to move on to our coming attractions? Yes. Oh, boy. Here okay. 
Alright, I solemnly swear I will not bring this up until the release date. Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are excited for this one because, uh, well, I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end of the trailer, but let's just say I'm pretty sure you guys are already going to see it. As for me personally, when it comes to Rogue One, I've just, I'm only going to see it because everyone else is going to see it. Like, I don't really have a strong desire to see it um, because, A, it has nothing to do with the, it has nothing to do with the current Star Wars story that is that is that is going on right now and yeah, it's the, more of a backstory it, yeah it kind of is just a backstory for now but if you guys are really that interested in seeing it who am i going to stop you but we'll wait until probably mid-december before we talk about it anyway member star wars member yeah, star mix. wars member, member, Chewbacca. member chewbacca oh i remember <laughs> member <laughs> Uh, anyway, what what do you guys think, uh, Cruz, Naka? Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Hi, Cruz, Naka, what do you think? Uh, I think this, it looks, I, I like what Abrams did with the last Star Wars, so uh, I, have high hope, I have high hopes for this one, and um, I'm probably going to see it probably for the reason you mentioned, and also because um, I know basics of the backstory but i figured that i just it would help to know more of it right i i, I totally see what you're saying mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like the, um when i saw star yeah. wars uh sorry go ahead when i saw star wars uh the force awakens i saw it in the um uh i believe it was the showbox theater in seattle basically like we had basically recliner chairs like there were speakers in the bathroom and there was like gourmet snacks and everything you could drink beer in the theater that is that is so awesome oh is it one of those theaters? oh my god i went, yeah, I, went one to of one those I went to one of those um what's it called cinebistro it wasn't necessarily like an alamo draft house or a cinebistro but uh oh i saw that's where i saw um what do you call it suicide squad it was really awesome Still haven't you seen saw that. Suicide Squad. I, I still haven't seen it, if only because a lot of people said it wasn't as good as they thought it was going to be. But I, I'll, I'll just preface it with this: it was much better than Batman vs Superman. It I was I personally agree to that. Plus, plus El Diablo is a fucking badass. That I'll agree to. But anyway, less... he turns into that flaming like Mayan skeleton warrior in the end. Oh god. But anyway, let's move mm -hmm. on. Uh, our next coming attraction is Spences. After seeing the trailer, I am most intrigued because Denzel Washington is a fucking pimp. Yeah. <laughs> now that yeah. now that we got that out of the way, let's let. Uh, do you guys want to? Are you guys interested in seeing this one? This one looks really. Um, I want to say like it, it looks like something that's like you know you want to see how the story ends, and particularly because we've all no doubt had like certain you know family relationship issues i mean this is something i could probably you know relate to very well in this yeah. movie mm -hmm. right i totally agree with you what do you think uh naka like it seems interesting enough i really did like the setting and like what was sort of going on it's something that i will definitely try and go watch oh i i personally agree agree to that statement um yeah, that's that's all I have to say for that one until more is revealed, and we'll get to that when we get to that. But anyway, let's move on to our next coming traction. Uh, 20th Century Women. Yeah, I just don't understand 
The Naka, title. keep your Naka, keep no. your keep your butt in the chair. It's not 20th Century Fox. Hey, I'm That's fine with 20th Century Fox. I just hate Fox News. Yeah, me too. There's a fine anyway, line. Anyway, still not as bad as MSNBC. Yeah, but but anyway, what do you guys think? About Triggered. This one? <laughs> uh, it just seems a little boring to me. I just yeah, same here. It's just boring. Knock, uh, Cruz. Um, it seems kind of like uh, what is it? Um, I don't know why it's giving me the the Mamma Mia movie kind of feel. And please don't start singing the songs. Please don't. I'm not going. No, don't, no, 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 no. I'm not going to. No, no, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going. No, I'm not going to. That that movie's awful. But you might. No, I'm not. I just went home. Uh. Recently, it's like I'm not gonna do it, but you might. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why it's called so many 20th century women because it's about three women, but it's about them, uh, about how they are impacting on this this child's life. It was mm-hmm. a boy. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand why it's called that. Well, I guess we'll just have to see in what what it has to bring. Now, this next this next coming attraction that I'm pretty sure everyone is excited for is yes. Doctor Strange. Com- yes. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, what can I say? So, looks so good. Um, as for me, while I'm not, like, too excited for this film, and I only really care to see it just because, you know, might as well, I, I guess, you know, I, I am kind of excited for it with the more... Uh, um, with the inner with the inception sort of feel that i'm getting out of this trailer but no 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 bomb but anyway whoa 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 i hope you guys are interested in seeing this particular trailer what do you think yes oh i'm so ready for this this like it it looks really 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 well done like i'm holding on to my butt hold on to your butt cheeks clenching is real um (laughs) <laughs> what the hell was that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, I'm, let, I'm uh, really excited uh, for this movie. Oh, what are you most excited about it? It's Benedict Cumberbatch in, like, I know he's been, like, I saw him in Star Trek in the Darkness, and I felt he did a really good role in that, and I really like him in sci-fi roles, if that makes any sense. Mm. Yeah, I, mean, that's, I think that's what he does well in. Um, I wanted to see Imitation Game, even though I never got to it, sadly. But um, I, I saw the Imitation Game. It was it was all right. Yeah, I like that because of the, because of the setting and you know this critical point in the war about cracking the Enigma. But, um, I think like Cumberbatch is one of like the smartest actors I think I know of. Like knows how to like really get into the role, and I think he's gonna definitely do a good job oh, yeah. for Doctor Strange. I mean. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm just so ready for this. All right. And now finally, our final coming attraction, which I'm pretty sure most of you already know, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. If you're a huge Harry Potter fan, I'm pretty sure you guys are very excited for this particular film. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about it more when the film actually comes out. And I think it's going to come out, I want to say, I thought it was November or maybe it was December. I'm not too sure. I think it was probably November, but that. I'm not too sure, but we'll get to that when we get to that. What do you guys think? Hold on to your butts, because this movie's no. gonna be so kick-ass. 
Yeah, but but what, but really, what do you think about it? I really just, for me, I like the I like the music in the trailer, like the visuals in the trailer, like the effects I should say for some of the Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. Are done really well and they look really good. So is I'm I'm wondering again, is this um was this the one that was set in the same universe as Harry Potter? It is. That's why you can okay. recognize the music theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that um yeah, I, I love the Harry Potter movie, so I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to just go out and see this when it's in theaters, but um Well, you know it, Harry Harry Potter out of the Trinity of, you know, young adult adaptations mm-hmm. it's it's always it's always been considered the best yeah yes. so i think that's what gives this one promise so i don't understand so i don't understand why you wouldn't go see it but yeah I mean, i'm not sure if i would be able to but if it's something that's you know something i would go out of my way mm-hmm. to see that i would drop something else for I mean, right no I, I i i really do agree with that well my uh, family and that I... is uh, sorry to interrupt. My family and I have seen every single Harry Potter movie in theaters, so we're. I, I, I've, I've seen every I've seen every single Harry Potter movie in theaters as well. So, not in theaters, but I did see the last two. Not not. Um, counting the Deathly Hallows is just one, but I think I think I also saw the Half Blood Prince in theaters. Mm. Other than that, I think I saw them all somewhere else. Hey, yeah. that's pretty good. <laughs> But anyway, uh, that's it for that's it for all movie news. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Unleash the beast. Unleash hmm. the fury, Mitch. Nice. Why do you guys, uh, Naka? Why don't you check our email and see if there's any in see if there's any letters? I will go and uh, check the email. Mm-hmm. As because Google likes to. Well, my browser likes to default to mine, just switching over to the actual email account, where we have zero letters. God damn it, people. You guys suck. Oh, my gosh. We have to go off topic again. No, it's the only not. way. We're not going off topic again. And we decided yes, we to episode title. I, I mean, really, I don't think you're going <laughs> to... I don't think that one's getting much opposition. Well, I well to be honest, I actually have something that I want to actually advertise to people. If you guys aren't ready, if you guys are not aware of the certain uh, podcasts that we uh, that I've been actually uh, taking my time to listen to, uh, Feral Attraction. Have you guys heard of it? Yes. yes. Um, I I think I listened in on only one episode, but other than that, I've mostly been just like checking their tweets and seeing like the stuff that they say and like um i find most of it's like even though it was really too late for mm-hmm. my last relationship but it, it was still like pretty insightful still yeah i agree i do have one uh link that i'm going to send to naka because i i do think that this particular episode is actually a very very good episode i i i certainly do hope you guys uh give it a listen to uh we wanted to give uh both uh, um, Fox Mori and uh, uh, Feral Attraction a shout out. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we we love you, Feral Attraction. We hope that we can uh, be mentioned in another episode that you do. Maybe we're not gonna we're not gonna ask that of you because you know that we know that you have a lot of things that you need to get taken care of. Mm-hmm. But but other than that, that's really all I have to say about regarding regarding uh, 
you know, the news for for this week. As always, my name is Scarfy Conley. I'm Naka. And I'm Cruz. Let's go O's. And we are and we are the Subwoofer Entertainment Treehouse. We hope you guys have a beautiful night. And uh, yeah, have Stay. yourselves a fantastic night and take care. Stay beautiful. Bye.